What does true authenticity look like? How can we know God's will? And how on earth does Ben Corson memorize so many Bible verses? We sit down and ask him on today's episode of Ask a Youth Pastor. I'm going to jump on to a question from a guy named Zach, who's a buddy of mine. Zach asked this, how do you become completely sincere with yourself? What does that process look like? How can we become better vessels of God's love when considering sincerity? Yeah, that's really good. Um, right now, there's a really in vogue statement in LA, and, and that is being your authentic self. <laughs> and that's been kind of a big deal for a while. Um, and the, the thing is, is I, well, I want to kind of speak from the heart on this one more. Ultimately, I used to personally wear a lot more masks hmm. and I suffered what's called cognitive dissonance, which is a psychological malady wherein you say one thing when you actually believe the opposite. And I would like put on this mask in order to appease or placate other people. Hmm. And the reason that's so dangerous is because it psychologically creates this dissonance to where your beliefs don't line up with how you actually live. And that's why James emphasized not faith and works, but faith that works. The hmm. word belief comes from the German origin, by life. That's where we get our word belief, it means by life. And what you believe was intended to come out by your life. And so if we don't do that, if we don't live authentically and true to who God made us to be, the cognitive dissonance will mess with our neural pathways so much that we'll have an identity crisis. And I think I would rather go down in flames <laughs> and get in trouble for being myself than being somebody I'm not and affecting nobody positively. So the only way to never get criticism is to say nothing, to do nothing, and to be nothing, an ancient philosopher said. And so if you're gonna like stand up for what you believe in, if you're gonna be true to who God made you to be, you're gonna accrue haters, but your haters have to be your motivators. Tigers don't listen to the opinion of sheep. If people are talking about you behind your back, they're behind you for a reason, and God doesn't take you deeper to drown you. He just knows your enemies can't swim. See the Egyptian charioteers for more details. And Psalm 114 says like, the Lord has put our enemies under our feet. So if you want to say something to your enemy, you better write it on your sneakers because it's under your feet. And when you live with that kind of victor's mentality of, hey, I can love my enemy because I don't fear my enemy. We only hate that which we fear. But if, if, the, if the fangs are taken off my enemy, then I can live with confidence and confidence knowing that people can put me down, but they can't take me down. So I'm going to live authentic to who I am and really not care what other people think because people are not your dictionary. They don't define you. The Bible defi defines you as being a uh, somebody who's crowned with glory and honor. That's what the book of Psalms says. So if you walk that way, like you wake up in the morning, you're like, well, I have a crown on my head and a scepter in my hand. I'm crowned with glory and honor as the crowning jewel of creation, the highest form of God's creation. It changes everything. Wow. I love I love that answer. And for me, everything you're talking about, it, it plays into really why I started this podcast because I feel like a lot of times, I mean, you and I, we're pastors' kids. We both have great dads, but we also, great dads, great senior pastors, Rob Salvato, John Corson, amazing guys. But 
We also know what it's like to grow up in the church. And I feel like it's very easy to wear those masks in church. And a huge part of the reason why I started this podcast was I just noticed so many young people have questions. They're being told a lot of things. Believe this. This is what you know your parents believe. This is what your Bible teacher believes. This is what your pastor believes. And, and it's just all thrust on kids, but they're constantly like, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? But a lot of times they're not able to be sincere. They're not able to be open with their questions because they're afraid they're going to be judged. They're afraid that people are going to think, oh, well, you're not really saved. or You're not really a true Christian because you're doubting. And I think that like there's that quote that says it's not it's not doubt that's the enemy of faith. It's it's not. It, it's it's when we let our doubt turn into unbelief. It's when we don't ask questions and we just let our doubt sit and sit and sit and we never challenge it. We never wrestle with it. And then the doubt just eventually turns into unbelief because no one ever was there to say, hey, I love you and I want to jump into this question with you. So that's that's why we're doing this right now. Yeah, absolutely, Aaron. That's a really good word, dude. Can we do a quick one? Just like a really yeah, quick we'll one? Do, and then we'll like do a super quick one. Okay, and then and then we'll do like a normal one. Cause this I feel like you Perfect. can I feel like you can hit this one really quick. Yeah, so, and I might have to do these a little fast just because I gotta catch a plane, but yeah. Okay. Uh, well then whenever you whenever you gotta tap out, you tap out. But here, okay, cool. here's, here's the first one. You have a real skill with calling scripture to mind. You're probably the, the best at memorizing scripture I've ever seen, to be honest. So do you have any tips? How do you memorize scripture? What's your process? Uh, yeah, I would say the biggest thing for me is uh, rote and repetition neuroplasticity. So it's just saying that you can actually shape, you can actually uh, shape your neural pathways and change the grooves in your brain. Hmm. You have 86 to 100 billion interconnected neurons. And when you, through rote and repetition, through continuous practice, change the way you think, you're neural pathways will run in a different direction as it were so you can shape your brain there's a plasticity to your cranial package that's very phenomenal and so for me when i just repeat the same thing over and over and over and over again it's driven in there how do you remember your phone number you know you've heard it so many times um and then the second thing i would say is your hippocampus is the seat of your memory and where that is is uh that's the part in your brain, the hippocampus, that actually shrinks when you get Alzheimer's and get older. And if you go on a 40-minute walk three times a week, a brisk 40-minute walk, then what it does is it enlarges your hippocampus and actually increases your memory. So exercise is one of the top three best things for your brain. Wow. So that, weirdly, I'm giving sort of unorthodox answers, but but I think those are a few big ones. That, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to have to apply some of that to my life. Okay, here's the last one. You can be blessed and happy, but also not in the will of God, right? How can you tell if you're actually in his plan? Does that make sense? Did it, did it, yeah. It, okay. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season, hmm. uh, but the pleasures forevermore last at the Lord's uh, at the Lord's right hand. Um, so I would say that, uh, I mean, I'm going to use an old classic Calvary Chapel line, but basically... When you have so much in the world of the world in you, you can't enjoy the Lord, but you have so much of the Lord in you, you can't enjoy the world. Again, that comes back to this this inharmonious way of thinking where you're trying to you're trying to serve two masters, as the Bible says. And the only problem with that is is 
if you're trying to live outside the will of God and find joy, that's going to be utterly impossible at the end of the day in the long run Hmm. because you might have instant gratification but not lifelong satisfaction because god is the god of hope the the sobriquet the moniker with which paul dubbed god the etymology of hope actually comes from this source and wellspring that is god like he he's he defines hope so if we're trying to find hope outside of god uh ultimately the path just runs its course and ends up at nihilism but if you if you say you know what i'm gonna walk with talk to live for trust and depend upon and lean into the god of hope that's where ultimate joy will be found that isn't lasting for a season but leaves you with a hangover the next day it's joy forevermore psalm 16 11 says so i think i think you can have like a quick hit of dopamine but that doesn't mean it's going to create lasting uh lasting sacred optimism jesus joy holy happiness or calm delight so there's a huge difference and 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 ultimately walking with the lord sometimes might feel like oh gosh like i maybe you're like i want to get hammered or something and maybe that's going to be fun but i just want to encourage you that uh if nothing sweet comes without sweat and it has to be bitter so often before it's sweet that's just how the world works and so when you choose to do the things that you know you're investing sweat and and blood toil and tears into what you believe in Mm. you will reap dividends in the future even if you're not a christian like that's just a principle of life um so Mm. i want to encourage you to go with not the temporal hit but rather the lasting joy Mm. that's awesome And, and for me, the question of, you know, how can you tell if you're in his plan or not, in his will or not, it always comes back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of the scriptures that I have memorized. I don't have many, but that's one. It's my life verse. And it's trust in the Lord with all of your might. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That verse has guided me through my whole life because if I take the time to stop and just ask the question of no matter what I'm doing, God, what do you have for me right now? Like, what are you guiding me? What 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 is it that you're trying to show me? Just that acknowledgement has always in my experience led to him actually directing my path as the scripture says will happen, so. Yeah, and ultimately it says rejoice evermore for this is the will of God. Hmm. And that's the shortest verse in the Bible. And some people think it's Jesus wept, but in English it's Jesus wept, but in the original language, it's rejoice evermore. Hmm. And, and it says rejoice evermore for this is the will of God. Rejoice evermore is 14 characters in Greek. Jesus wept is 16. So the shortest, most brevity is the wit of genius. The shortest, most cogent verse in the Bible is rejoice forevermore. This is the will of God. I believe the meaning of life is to enjoy the joy of being enjoyed by God. So you know you're in the will of God when you can say, I enjoy the joy of being enjoyed by God. God doesn't endure me. He enjoys me. And that makes a huge difference. Dude, thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it, Ben. I love you so much, Aaron. You are a true titan of the faith. You're you're an amazing friend. You're so loving. You're so genuine. You have a shepherd's heart. And you really believe what you say. And you live out your words. And you put feet to your faith. And I just, you're a magical friend, dude. And I'm grateful for you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Have a safe flight, all right? Okay, sounds good. We'll connect soon. We'll hang soon. And, uh... 
I love all your podcast listeners, and I can't wait to. Uh, we'll, we'll have to do this again. That'd be sick. Yes, I'll send it to you when you're done, or when when I'm done, and uh, I'd love to do this again sometime. Thank you so much, man. I, Let's I, do I it. Love I it. love you so much, love Aaron. You. We'll talk soon, homie. <laughs> you too, buddy. See you later. Okay, peace. You've been listening to Ask a Youth Pastor. This show is produced by the Good Lion Podcast Network. If you have a question, you can send it in at our webpage, goodlion.io forward slash ask a youth pastor. This show, along with many of the other shows we produce, is a nonprofit ministry of the Good Lion Podcast Network and has said creative. Our mission is to consistently get free content and resources out to the body of Christ. Our ministry is supported by listeners like you. If you'd like to support what we're doing, visit goodlion.io forward slash support. Thanks for listening. God bless.